I've tried fad diets, powders, pills. Still, my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo. Until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. And there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off. To help keep it off when I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. Let the AIDS plan teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Try peanut butter AIDS. Hey, it's your boy, MD, here. Uh, we're gonna do this again, I guess. Welcome to episode three of Rapper's Delight, 1981. This week we're talking about Jazzy Sensation. Let's just get this out of the way. I'm sorry it took so long. I tried to find a candy that would fit uh, Jazzy Sensation. Now I have no other choice because I accidentally deleted the last recording of this episode. Um, thinking... I was, okay, so Adobe Edition, you have to have the recording file and then the multi-track so that you can do your, uh, your sequencing and your layering of tracks. So you always have the, the name of the file, sorry, not the name of the file, you always have your multi-track and then you have your audio recording. I closed the audio recording, which had all of the stuff recorded, a full, like, 30 minutes of recording, because um, I was trying to get a multi-track open. That being said, I've already recorded it. I'm never going to remember this the best. Like, this is the best I'm going to ever... It's now or never, okay? So, with that in mind, bear with me. We're talking 1981. Jazzy sensation. Uh, African Bambada, no, best known for the Zulu Nation. Uh, an artist collective of uh, graffiti taggers, breakers, rappers, MCs. I guess DJs, also well-known for um, the futuristic space Viking outfits. So that's why today's candy uh, was a little bit difficult in trying to figure out what I was going to talk about, or sorry, what I was going to eat while discussing Jazzy Sensation. So I have chewy lemon heads. They're actually a year old. Um, I was discussing last time in my review of them. Uh, they're rhetorific, so they're different. Strawberry, raspberry, watermelon, cherry, red flavors. But Lemonhead, he's known for the headgear. The, the candy is super stale being a year old. So they're super solid outside, uh, super soft inside. So once you crack it, um, they're a lot easier to eat. I'm lucky I didn't actually uh, eat the second box because I deleted the file. Um, I guess it's fortuitous in that sense. So, Jazzy Sensation by African Bambata. There is two versions of it. There is this version. 
Bronx version, but then there is also this version. Can you see the Manhattan version with Tina B? So, in terms of my favorite. I prefer the Manhattan version. Um, let's get into what the rap yearbook has to talk, like has to say, has to talk, has to say about the two different versions. There are two different versions of Jazzy Sensation. There was a A side, most regularly known as the Bronx version, and then there was the B side, a generally less funky iteration featuring singer Tini, or Tina B. I beg to differ. Um, okay, maybe it is less funky, but I prefer the Tina B Manhattan version. Uh, so I feel this version. Can you feel it? I generally feel more. Smoother. It probably isn't funkier, but I think it's cooler. Whereas the Bronx version, this version. Now all the ladies in the house. The ladies, the ladies, the ladies in the house. Come on, let me hear you say ah. Set up to do my so I bumped the volume back up. Even though, even though they discuss this version. get into it when we talk about the uh, lyrical analysis, even though they, this is the one they discuss. So let's start at the 32nd-ish mark. We got a little something that you can't resist. We want to say a little something to the other MCs. We said we don't have no quality. We got quality and sophistication. And all we need is your cooperation. To rock the house with the greatest of ease. The masses I see. I'm blessed and Mr. Free. So come on, y'all. So at the 39 second-ish mark, they say, for all those, for all who said we don't have no quality, for, or sorry, who said we don't have no quality? Which is a whole little verse about um, it's all they said that they suck. They 
obviously don't. But when they break down the lyrical analysis of the entire song, um, it's 80s rap, right? It's a lot of just braggadocio claims. Now, see, the way that the rap yearbook breaks it down, it talks about what each rapper says, and then it goes into the um, by the second analysis. So I'm flipping back and forth between... So I'm having to flip between the different MCs list of brags and the by the second analysis uh, the 39 second second mark is one of my favorite parts of the song so we're going to go back one more time and listen to it we got a little something that you can't resist We want to say a little something to the other MCs We said we don't have no quality We got quality and sophistication And all we need is your cooperation To rock the house with the great This song, the one takeaway I found um, In the, the lyrical content of, this, of the raps Is that this song and the MCs in it place a higher emphasis on finesse, on statesmanlike quality, on diplomatic, on being a higher bar or quality more so than any other song we've listened to um, or any song from the 80s Except for perhaps uh, Lord Finesse, who is a Lord of Finesse. Um, I, I mean, even the song itself says at the three minute and 17 second mark, they hold the key. I hold the key to the door of society. There's also uh, three minutes and 27 seconds. A presidential rapper with a lot of finesse. But there's a lot of parts of the song that, while a part of the greater hip-hop pantheon are just not um, considered something that is normally uh, part of hip-hop some of the, the brags that are in it, like the three minute and one second mark, I'm five feet eight with sweet brown eyes. Who says they have sweet brown eyes? Especially in hip hop. Hip hop is filled with a lot of brags, a lot of comparisons about things to things. No male rapper tends to say that they've got sweet, anything unless it's a sweet dick to be honest um now over the years hip-hop artists have compared their dicks to all sorts of things um just generally candy uh skittles danny brown considers his dick to be like uh ribs 
but never does anyone say that they have sweet brown eyes. So, there is two sides to this coin. I prefer the Manhattan version with Tina B. I like the female lead. Um, it's not the most famous one. It's not generally the the one people talk about, but part of the reason why I prefer the other song is what I'm getting to is that this, to me, strikes me as an 80s rap. Um, just long-winded brags about all sorts of things. Um, this song has an astrological tip for no reason. Um, people give their signs all over. AJ Last says he's a Leo man. Master D says he's an Aquarius. Um... There are useless brags. Master Ice says he's the dedicated prince of the Disco Slice. Um, there's been a lot of research into what the fuck Disco Slice is, and no one has ever been able to de determine with any surety what Disco Slice is even. Um, but he's the prince of it. And he says it with such clear hubris that it, it must be a, some sort of high honor. Um, he's also the rodeo rock of the microphone. Um, he's the one who's the five foot eight member with the sweet brown eyes. Master Ice is twice as nice, but it doesn't say compared to what, he's just twice as nice. Okay, hold on. Here, here is one of the problems I have with this song. So, Master Ice's pet peeve. Master Ice's pet peeve is that he doesn't like rapping. So, either this motherfucker doesn't know what a pet peeve is, or he's in the wrong game because he hates rapping. On the microphones. Everybody come check out the vibe, the vibe, the vibe, we're the best alive. And when we rock, we're 
So this song has two different versions, uh, two different levels of funkiness, uh, two different lineups. So clearly it's trying to reach two different audiences. Uh, the song takes its inspiration from a song called Funky Sensation by Gwen McRae. No, Gwen McRae. Even in the first take of this episode, I didn't pronounce it correctly on the first go. Gwen McRae, a woman most famous for a song where she asks to be a man's rocking chair. Um, so, this is also part of the greater pantheon of hip-hop taking um, parts of things and turning them into new products by bands like the Sugar Hill Gang um, stealing good times and reworking it or this song with Jazzy Sensation uh, it was able to reach a, a whole wider and greater audience than it could in its, fur, in its former parts. This book goes into... Um, one of the asides it goes into is how uh, the interplay between what was and what is once the, the art of transformation happens he gives modern examples of DJ Screw and the Chopped and Swerved. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So, I forgot that I'm supposed to be eating caramel. So, we have the two different versions of the Jazzy Sensation. I prefer Manhattan. Bronx one strikes me as one of those stupid Avisons. Stupidly, stupidly long. Brown version weighs in at 9 minutes and 43 seconds. I'm not going to subject you to the entire deal of it. Um, whereas the Manhattan version is only 6 minutes and 10 seconds. Which is why it's better. And who doesn't want a gigolo, first of all? Here is why, you know, they're punking it up, jazzing it up. All around, better version. history of the hip hop. We shouldn't be eating 
candy dog. Africa Bambara was about his contributions. I'm sorry, when you look at African Bambada in hip hop history, when you're talking about um, his contributions to hip hop, he's far more well known for Planet Rock than he'll ever be for either two of the versions of the song. Planet Rock comes out in the next year. So. Why? It's hard to say, which is the second part of this discussion, it's hard to say that Jazzy Sensation is the best song of 1981. It's not mentioned at all in Chuck D's This Day in Rap and Hip Hop History. Um, it actually mentions the song that is the rebuttal. Um, Chris Weingarten says the best song of 1981. Now, it's hard to say it is the best song of 1981 because it was actually released in 1980. And it's this song. The Funky Four Plus One, That's the Joint. Released on Sugar Hill Records. Now, on February 14th of 1981, the Funky Four Plus One performed their 1980 hit, That's the Joint, on NBC Saturday Night Live. The Bronx group featured Shara, one of the first female MCs. I got really confused because in the rebuttal, he makes the claim that it's the first female rapper in history. Now, it's hard to say that when the version I prefer of Jazzy Sensation has a female rapper. We've already discussed female rappers in other years in the rebuttal section as well, so... Hard to pinpoint that as the first female rapper in history. But I feel it's a better example of female MC ship than either of the Jazzy Fives. That Plus, being the first televised live hip-hop performance. Um, they didn't even understand the concept of scratching at the time. Read the rebuttal section in their rap yearbook. Uh, there is a section from another book or a magazine. Here's what they said. The people on the show were so nervous about them doing it. I remember them trying to explain how scratching worked. Guitarist Chris Stein told Wax Poetics. 
Trying to verbalize what it is for someone who had no idea is really difficult. It's unclear if America fully understood it in 1981. The group performed live, but the DJ, but DJ Breakout pantomimed his record manipulation. Plus, their mics got cut since rap songs in the 80s could go on like hot butter on popcorn. Another hip-hop reggaeton show, like Claim. But that's another point we keep making on this podcast series. This song weighs in at 9 minutes and 20 seconds. You got 6 minutes and 10 seconds in the Manhattan version. 9 minutes and 43 seconds, the longest of all three songs. Um, the Bronx version, Jazz Sensation. 80s rap songs were filled with verses of all sorts of quality and content. A lot of it was just brags about all sorts of... We went on and on to the break of dawn, playing Shaka Khan. On my stereo, I just pawned. Or sorry, I got from pawn. If I pawned, I couldn't play. You know, just whatever. You just fill it with stuff. But when you tar- when you talk about li- um, rap quality, I have to disagree uh, with Jazzy Sensation. Planet Rock. Okay, if you don't know Planet Rock, I don't know what to tell you. Planet Rock is Planet Rock. Everyone. Jazzy Five has two lineups. Neither of them show up on Planet Rock. Bambada's most famous song. Famous song. Most memorable of his contributions to hip hop, Planet Rock. If you don't know Planet Rock, what are you doing? What are you doing? A staple in 1980s hip hop DJ. Who wasn't sampling Planet Rock in the 80s? came out. Is it the s- no. It's not the song of 1982. But if this list was African Bambada songs from every year, every 1982's best song. that relationship between um, 80s sorry I meant to stop it not go back uh, between 80s um, bands like Kraftwerk like that synthesizer sound and hip hop which borrowed heavily from that sound and that aesthetic when you talk about uh, Ben Bada. Um, But that sound definitely uh, showed up heavily in the 80s and the early uh, 
synthy experimental sound. Um, if they weren't borrowing from funk, and I guess that would also be another thing to note about Bambada, is he brought another greater uh, set of influences before Bambada, which we weren't really talking. Like, there were raps about, uh, even in the funky 4 plus 1, they talk about punking, or is it the, I think it's this Manhattan version of the Jazzy Five. Yeah. What I was trying to say, I, I hit the wrong spot. Hip-hop became aware of its place in music um, and other musical genres, but they were borrowing and referencing from like a smaller sample, and then uh, a smaller uh, sample, I guess, in a non-scientific way. And then Africa, Bambada came along and uh, said, what about craft work? What about wearing weird Viking helmets on your head? And, uh, and he just opened that whole thing up. And I think you would see that style and that influence uh, show up in numerous different iterations when you come when you talk about modern music when you talk about I guess like Neo Soul probably there's a lot of very synthy bands now that sound could be traced back in some way to um, that blend of Kraftwerk and Bambata and hip-hop and anyways a gas station we passed and we went on to the point because I'm just rambling I'm out of candy there's no way I can redo this we've talked about all three songs what more do you want from me Next episode will be uh, episode 4, 1982. I will find a way of talking about the message with some candy accompaniment. I've been the MD. I don't want to do this again, and I don't want to keep doing this. So, we out! Mmm, candy. And I'm not gaining weight. I'm losing weight deliciously with the aid of AIDS. The AIDS diet plan really works. AIDS candy contains a safe and effective appetite suppressant when used as directed. Helps curb your appetite so you can lose weight. And AIDS candy has no stimulant that can make you nervous. The plan lets you enjoy two AIDS before each meal. Mmm, delicious chocolate flavor. And I love being a size 10 again. Lose weight deliciously with the aid of AIDS. I was overweight and embarrassed to go anyplace. AIDS helped me get back into a size 12.
The AIDS diet plan helped me get back into a size six. AIDS helps control your appetite so you lose weight, yet AIDS lets you taste, chew, and enjoy. And the appetite suppressant in AIDS is not a stimulant. AIDS helped me lose the weight and has nothing in it that could make me nervous. Question, why take diet pills when you can enjoy AIDS? AIDS helps you lose weight safely and effectively. Use only as direct. up and down like a yo-yo. I tried fad diets, powders, pills. Then I discovered the AIDS diet plan, which helped me lose weight and keep it off. AIDS are tasty caramels for dieters. AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. And AIDS contains no stimulant. So why don't you let AIDS help you lose weight and keep it off? AIDS helps you stay the way you want to be. Shopping used to really depress me. I used to think if only I could keep to a diet. Then I heard about AIDS and tried them. AIDS helps you keep to a calorie-controlled diet. You don't eat so much at meals, and I didn't want fattening things. I enjoy shopping now because I can wear fashionable clothes. Thank goodness for AIDS. If you look as broad as this, and you'd rather look as slim as this, try the AIDS-reducing plan. Delicious-tasting AIDS candy contains vitamins and minerals, no drugs. Taken with a hot drink before meals, AIDS helps you curb your appetite. You eat less because you want less, so you lose weight naturally. Thousands of men and women have lost weight on the AIDS plan. You can, too. Why not try AIDS? They work. Yeah.